There's no rhyme or reason to have this video, but we thought it would be fun. We're out here in Florida at Disney World for business, not pleasure, but we've been having a good time. We're all going to ask each other a question, maybe, if these guys can come up with questions. So, uh, who do I want to start with? So this will be kind of semi-serious, semi-whatever you want it to be. I'll start with JP. What's more difficult? Jiu-jitsu or marathon training? Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> because it's harder than marathon training. All right, so you're getting ready to run a twenty, uh, a full marathon, but that's that's not as difficult as jiu-jitsu. I've never done a full marathon. I've run 20 miles, but that still was not. have to look not... down at the floor when you're talking. <laughs> There's no one I there. Like, I feel like I need to see the volume spikes uh, for this. Too. <laughs> it does look cool, yeah. Um, we're supposed to be checking We're supposed to be gone. Oh, we got 30 minutes. All right. Um, yeah, is definitely – well, it's for sure mentally harder. There's no doubt about that because it doesn't take much uh, thought process to just run in a straight line. Left foot, right foot. But there is a lot of mental toughness, I would say. Okay, and there's so a lot of training leading up to it. There's a lot more physical preparation, I guess, to do that than to just uh, do jujitsu class. But jujitsu is harder. I hurt more after jujitsu, and my brain hurts more after jujitsu, in a good way. Good answer. Good answer. Um, you're running on Friday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. Twenty-six point two miles. Do you think you're ready? You haven't run that far yet. No, I've run twenty miles. Yeah. And that felt pretty good. Uh, I think I'm definitely ready you to train, do when it. When someone trains for a marathon, do they <laughs> usually do the? Do they prep by knowing they can run the whole thing first? No. Oh, okay. No, I've never really heard of anybody doing like the full length as training. They'll usually do like 20 or 22. Okay. Um, and try to do the time that they're seeking. Um, but then for like a week or two uh, leading up to it, they'll go at a really, really slow pace to keep the heart rate down. Interesting. And I don't really know all the science behind that, but I haven't been training that way. Okay. But I suppose I will this this week leading up to it. But I'm going to taper off big time. Like yesterday was eight miles total that I did. Uh-huh. But that'll be the longest. Uh, you wanna, but the, you want to go in fully recovered. Totally. I don't want anything to hurt at all. I want right. to be very fresh where all I have to do is just stretch a lot. 26 miles. That's a lot of, that's a lot of running. Not when you have on Nike Vaporflies. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting no sponsorship from that. That's either. okay. Maybe you will. <laughs> Maybe. After, after the dozens know. of views that That'd we get awesome. from this video. Yeah. All right. Jose, your turn. Um, I'm going to ask you the question now. So what do you think is the biggest difference between how you think and approach jujitsu when you were, say, a blue or purple belt than it is today? Well... It's kind of difficult to answer in the in the point of the passion, the desire, the motivation hasn't changed. No, uh-huh. you know, uh, I think more than anything is the um, the wisdom, the experience that I've gained from training. Sort of gives me an idea of like the troubleshooting, the issues, 
anything that I might run into. And uh, one of the biggest thing uh, it allows me to do is kind of have comprehension for the people who are at that level understanding because right. i remember being uh, a little having a little bit of ego or, or being a little bit of um i wouldn't say cocky but um excited about my skills at you know blue belt purple belt level and now it's 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 humbling to see a lot of uh, levels in the world and and where it really puts me you know and that i have a lot to to learn so more than anything i think the mentality of of thinking how good you are I think now, I think I'm Yeah, I had a similar experience that Purple Belt is just, especially when you start figuring Mm -hmm. out all the main positions and kind of thinking like, oh, I've, I'm starting to figure, kind of figure it all out. And you really need to keep going to realize how little you actually know. Yeah. You have to, it's like, you have to know a lot to realize how little you know in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm breaking through, you know, like that means I know this, I should get my belt or I know this, I should, should definitely i'm at a different level and now um you know we had nick schrock did a seminar and pretty basic stuff and back then i probably would have taken it for granted a little bit mm-hmm. but now being a black belt almost six years uh I, it really gave me a lot of um um i guess seeing the way of somebody else teaching like such basic stuff yeah it really gave me another perspective of understanding and, and why it's so important and uh and like i said just realizing that now i don't know as much yet is humbling well and also like teaching the same move i you know we learned as a white belt in a kind of a new like a new way yeah i, yeah. I think that's that's very telling of a a very high level black belt mm-hmm. is their ability to take a move a technique that everyone in class knows and has seen before and add something to it. Yeah. And not just, hey, here's something brand new, but here's something you've all seen and you probably haven't done it this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. All right, Anthony. You started training with us when you were five years old. You're now 17. Why are you still a blue belt? (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Jiu-jitsu is a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Professor Todd? And I didn't have the Nike Vaporfly, so it takes me a lot longer <laughs> to get through it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm running with uh, Skechers. So <laughs> my, my path is a little bit longer, but uh, I'm going to get through it. Ten more years. <laughs> and if you don't know, Anthony is 17, so he doesn't qualify yet. But... Now he's like the blue belt in class that a lot of the brown and black belts don't always look forward to training with because he's almost impossible to submit. Well, not impossible. Still got some time, but very, very difficult to, I mean, to manage. I tap him out all the time, so don't worry about it. You, you can definitely do it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. That's all three for me. Your, y'all's turn. Uh, thank you. Um... I still haven't thought of any. Um, I have. I've been thinking of questions the whole time, but I haven't decided on on anything specific. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe we could just jump around. Yeah, yeah. Keep it candid, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have a question, kind of like base. um, Uh, so we're talking about how we started uh, working for Travis at the same time, uh, similar time. I met you when we were training, um, just started working, and um, I think uh, it's been a huge change, at least for me, 
as a martial artist, as a person. What do you think is the biggest change for you if you compare JP when he first started working at a martial arts school to JP now? Good question. That's a really great question. Um, man. Well, it's it's totally yeah, it's totally different. I'm definitely in better shape now than I was before working in a martial arts environment. Um, I mean, uh, uh, you know, that's like ten years. So ten years makes a big difference. From 22 years old to 32 years old, you're a completely different person by then, uh, as I'm sure you are by yeah. you know now compared to then. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean being around. Being around all of you guys and, and and all of the students and you know the other um, coaches and, and everybody has such an influence that that shapes and molds you into the person you become, which I'm super grateful for because all of you and and everybody else at the academy has like replaced all of the other people that I would be around most of the time, yeah. and that's been a really good thing because at the time. I guess I didn't look at them like they were a bad influence. It was just like, no, that's my crowd, and that's who, you know, I'm gonna stick with. And I don't think I'll, I'll ever, or any of you will ever, get to the point where you forget about where kind of your humble beginnings. Um, but it's good to be able to kind of look back and realize, like, wow, it's it's important to surround yourself with people that make you the best version of yourself. Yeah. So that's definitely. been the biggest change, I, I think, uh, overall. Cool. So that's I, a great question. Awesome. I have a I have a question now. I kind of came up. Oh, next one's Anthony. Um, so we, we were talking about it last night. Like we we have very similar backgrounds where we come from and everything, right? Um, and obviously, I have a lot of respect for you, not just as a martial artist, but the way you carry yourself and the responsibility to put you behind the choices that you make. Uh, you know. Not that you have that influence right now, but you still put yourself on a pedestal of, you know, have your goals and this is your, who you are. And, you know, you have, uh, I admire that, you know, because at your age, I was probably a little lost. Um, so what would you say to those people who have from similar backgrounds who fall into that crowd and give in and never make it into the full potential, like I'm seeing you being a, a um, martial artist, a very good, responsible person, and, and very smart when it comes to, to your education, and I'm sure you're you're going to accomplish whatever you want. What would you say to those people, those kids that are maybe in that route right now when it comes to choice making decisions and the choices they make? Well, I, it would be easy. Well, like what he's referencing to is that we grew up mm -hmm. – um, in a position where we, we didn't have access to a lot of things, uh, whether it be because of financial reasons or just an inability to do so. But uh, I, I have thought about that since I started so so young. Uh, team took, I started when I was five. But uh, I, I have wondered what, what, what life would have looked like had I not joined and like where I would be at now. But I think it, it's played a large role in uh, kind of my attitude towards things. It's like uh, training jujitsu gave me a perspective that if I put in the effort, then uh, I'll get out the, the necessitated result. But and I think I applied that to any, everything outside of school, I mean, outside of the academy. So at school, I did the same thing. If I, and I don't think I was ever in a, a scenario where I was, well, I felt pressured into doing something at school or even outside of school. But I think I didn't feel that pressure because I, I had jujitsu backing me. So I had an outlet for um, 
mm-hmm. anything that I could put effort into. So if I wanted to go out and enjoy myself, it wasn't a matter of uh, going to a party, but it was more, oh, I want to go train. That, that's how I'm going to have fun today. Mm-hmm. But um, just find an outlet. I think an outlet for just being is a really good thing. And surrounding yourselves with people who have, people who have achieved something that you, you're striving for. It's like be with people that have gone where you want to be. Cool. Thank you, sir. And I have last question. Uh, oh, no. Do you hate me? <laughs> Why did you double switch kick me in my sleep? <laughs> you can answer. You don't have to answer that. No comment. <laughs> uh, last one for uh, Mr. Travis Took. Um, so it's very similar, right? You, you know, we were like, I got, um, I grew up in similar areas, uh, Anthony. Thankfully, things worked out for us. But I also grew up and I moved around a lot. And uh, the other area where I lived a lot uh, um, was in the Tomba area, which I was put there. So I would get in trouble, wouldn't get in trouble. Uh, but that's the area where you grew up. We went to the same high school, not the same time. You too, JP. Um, and I know a lot of your story, background story, you know, uh, from a childhood and everything. So my question is, you know, in all honesty, what do you think you'd be doing if you had never, you know, found jiu-jitsu i got asked this the other day um by a like a middle school kid who was at a like a career day and i guess that was one of their go-to questions that they just ask all the presenters Mm -hmm. and i didn't have a i didn't have a good answer you know because i've been doing it so long that to imagine doing something else is pretty challenging to try to think of like, well, what would I be doing if I, if I didn't do jujitsu? I'd like to think I would have found a route that would have led to something positive and still contributing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't imagine it would have been anywhere near what it is, which I have to just, this is why I just encourage people to do martial arts. I mean, jujitsu I'm biased toward, but martial arts in general is a pretty special community in the way that we interact because it requires a whole lot of trust you have to say, hey, we're going to basically mimic killing each other, and we have to be safe and take care of each other. That requires um, a unique bond, and and you have to show up time and time again. Uh, and so with that, you know, the, what we've kind of formed, you know, with the school is an ability to show kids the value, show people the value of pushing yourself past your physical discomforts and moving your ego to the side to try to replace it with a better version of yourself. Cause I know that's what it did for me. Uh, we've changed it. Cause my, my version of that was like just the, just show up, train really hard. And a lot of people quit back then. And I realize now that's not for everybody because mm-hmm. now, you know, some people are going to quit and you have to nurture their journey different than maybe the way that like, like we all kind of did it. The, the, just the grind way, you know what I mean? Which is, which is important that people get to that point of training. Um, but not everybody's ready for it on day one. So I'm kind of deviating from the question cause I just, cause I don't have a very good answer for yeah. it. I don't know what I would be doing. I think I would want to do something that involved working with people because by nature I was, I was a pretty shy, timid kid mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of real confidence and self-esteem and jujitsu gave me that yeah. i would hope i would find something i would have been fortunate enough to find something that allowed that part of my character to uh flourish because it was in there yeah. but i didn't know yeah. it and i think that's important like i think that's so important when you're when you're trying to kind of find out when you're younger you're trying to find out who you are is to have that faith that 
there is an avenue for you to find that better version of yourself. But until you find it, you don't really know it's there. So you sort of, you know, when you have doubt and negativity in your life, uh, which, you know, we all, you know, we've all had that. I know JP and I grew up in a, in a challenging environment as kids. And there were moments where I'm, I know we both at the same time and at different times, we questioned whether we could be the type of people that we imagined. And I think, you know, when you're questioning that, you, you sort of have doubt. You, you might think that maybe this is just how, you know, I'm going to be and I, I need to just settle. And that's a dangerous idea. So I don't know, just something. And, and then, by the way, there are a lot of ways to do it. You know, we're all biased towards jujitsu, but there are plenty of ways that you can, you can bring that part out of you. It can be sport. It can be work. It can be career. It can be um, just who you choose to interact with. Like Anthony said, just who you put yourself around makes the biggest difference. And being in martial arts and setting high goals, you get access to a lot of those kinds of people. So I don't know which career path because I don't really have a – a second place in terms of what I like, you know, um, but it would need hopefully something that surrounded me with people in similar quality character. Great answer. Thanks, JP. Just go on and on and on. Um, so I feel myself doing. It. I can't. I can't stop. It's yeah, like the brakes don't that's work. That's better. Wait, there's more. That's better though. Um. I think I have the same two questions for all of you because I, I think everybody will have We have to check out in like four minutes. It's ten, Yeah, 1047. Well, give me a quick answer. Just don't answer Did the way that he does. Did we put the latch on the door so they can't open No. Yeah, so, so the same two questions for everybody. You know, you can give your, your quick your quick answers. How do you really feel about the coronavirus, first of all? And do you think they're going to develop a vaccine soon enough? Your thoughts. No, just kidding. Um, as as uh, well, don't forget the rest of politics and religion. We got to <laughs> right, cover a right. lot of ground here. Right. Bernie's in the lead, and I couldn't be more thrilled about it. Just kidding. I don't really care about any of it. Um, as instructors, which all of you are. Wait, it's not the Corona question. It's not at all. Oh, okay. You can say something about Corona. How could I sound smart knowing nothing about this answer? just more stuff to be scared about yeah um as instructors um what has been the most rewarding thing uh just about in general working with people because you're constantly adapting to everybody's personality you're constantly adapting to how am i conveying information in a way that's going to benefit the student individually the best um or the most rather um, so what has been the most rewarding part of just working with people in general and what has been your most embarrassing moment either as an instructor or just your most embarrassing moment ever? <laughs> well, it to totally in all of life, in all of life, either That's private, either. Well, you can leave <laughs> out the most private ones if you if you want, but the, the most funny, embarrassing moment, I guess, whether it's jujitsu coaching related or not. That you feel free enough to, okay. to share. You may go first. I'm holding the microphone. Okay. The, 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 so the Should I give a more uh, a simpler way to ask that? Yeah, because he's going to go on. Your most rewarding. 
I can't answer that shortly, but I'll yeah. try. Okay. And then the most embarrassing. And okay, embarrassing. I'll try to summarize it um, because there are, there are different levels of reward. It can happen very quickly with a new student. Like a child walks in, they've they're low confidence. They've never felt good about anything, and. And you experience this all the time doing like the one-on-one -on -one lessons. Like for you'll see kids for the first time ever stand tall and confidently because of their initial experience in martial arts. Right. So that is really transformative on a short term. And we, we get to see that all the time. So that is kind of a constant. Um, on a bigger scale... And Especially use, when parents have like never seen that happen before so fast with their kids. Yeah, and they're That's shocked. Awesome. Like like yeah. we're doing some magic, yeah. you know, confidence yeah, like that, voodoo. They've and it's even like, said, no, like, it's how just, did you do that? Yeah, exactly. Even when they watch it happen. Right. That's really cool. Like you can do the same thing. I don't know. Maybe I think having the uniform gives us an unfair advantage yeah. in that area. But, um, but in the long term, which is far more powerful because it requires the ups and downs of, of the student's experience, um, if they stick with it and then – watching how they change over time like i use anthony you know as an example i use him as an example all the time um not to toot your horn anymore but he's a good example of just what can happen when somebody puts in a lot of time um and then like jose shared his story about kind of who he was when he started he didn't start when he was five years old you know he started later and becoming a completely different person a more uh, ideal version of themselves and not just to witness that and see it from you know kind of based on my own opinion like oh i th i think this about you but for them to feel that about themselves you know you said the same thing you kind of mentioned like at 22 from 22 to 32 you've been working here 10 years and and being involved with it you're going to be a different person in 10 years no matter what you're just going to change because 10 years is enough time that life is going to change you the way that it changes you um the way that martial arts can positively change you during the natural course of time is what i enjoy watching most and in the beginning when i was younger i started my ego was more about satisfying kind of my own self like are they really good at martial arts are they kicking butt at tournaments and i still like that but i like it for different reasons you know i like seeing that they they win a tournament because they believed in themselves and they were willing to risk losing and now they've overcome the challenges maybe they lost a little and now they've you know they won but that's just part of it the competition part is one thing the desire to train and give back and be that person that they they didn't know they could be that's really the most satisfying part. And the most embarrassing part was when I was teaching uh, a north-south escape and I'm like, I'm doing this pendulum swing and I'm moving and I just ripped like the biggest fart ever. Yeah, in front of everybody. And <laughs> I tried to just, I, oh, was like 25 class? people. Nice. Yeah, and I tried to just keep going and everybody was so respectful and just kind of like, we're going to practice that way. That was a great fart, way. professor. Yeah, except. That was except, a black belt <laughs> fart. <laughs> it was a black belt <laughs> flagellums. Except one student, he just sitting there like laughing. He couldn't hold it in. Like he, He's like, we know what happened so everybody heard it oh yeah everyone That's heard great. i think if you were in the parking lot you heard that one it was it was got to be a pretty common thing when as a as a martial arts coach well, it's happened a few times but sometimes you know if you're in the middle of talking you can be just like oh that was just that was part of what i was talking you yeah. know saying that was my gi my gi tour yeah my gi tour well, what's and that it, smell then i didn't wash my gi <laughs> great answers professor right. jose so the most rewarding part um Beating up people. 
<laughs> smashing the kids. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's very similar to what Travis said, like the rewarding, you see it right away. But uh, that's very uh, instant because, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, Professor has put a, a great program in our gym and we're here constantly improving. So that is a something that's going to happen. If you trust the program, our we're going to help your kid. Uh, but the, the, the rewarding part um, is making lifelong friends. You know, my uh, my students, the kids' students, I have students that are in the military now. They're adults. You know, started working like Sean Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, I started working with him since he was a middle school kid. Yeah. And uh, now he's in the military and he's doing great. We stay in touch. And this last time he came in town, he didn't really see a lot of people. But I was one of the few people that he, he got to see and, and hang out with. Um, and, you know, like Ed, Eddie Pogachev, like all those kids, Eddie Vas- uh, uh, Marco Vasquez, like all everyone, all those kids in there, uh, Lola. I feel like, you know, if, if we're allowed to be in the same journey, we're probably going to be lifelong friends. And I'll definitely see myself one day going to their wedding or seeing their son be born or maybe they come to my funeral. You know, it's just like that long lifelong friendship with not just the kids, but obviously everyone. I have I mostly work with the kids, and, and that's a, a big thing based on what I didn't have as a child. So providing that as a mentorship and a friend and somebody, you know, be there, it's probably the most rewarding, rewarding part for me. Now, funny part uh, is two things, martial art, and I kind of, as an example, uh, when I was at Purple Bell, going back to the Eagle, um, I uh, went into a tournament, and uh, I was partying and not taking it serious, and I was training for Worlds, and I, I still have time. I'm going to go to a tournament. I thought I was going to win, and I w- had a really, really tough first match, and I was fighting at a heavier weight class, and I got super tired, and I felt the adrenaline dump, and uh, I got whooped the second match, and it's a person that I will probably submit over and over, but I got put in my spot, and, and that really embarrassed me as a martial artist and never it's going to happen anymore you know i'll never go into a tournament not prepare or not disciplined enough uh and the other part was hilarious is when i moved uh to a new school i was in fourth grade i think um and i was walking into the classroom and i had one of those boots that have like those those hooks where you put the shoelaces on and uh they will come off often and they decided to fall off right as i'm walking into the classroom so as the uh, teacher is introducing me as a new student, I'm walking in and I fall first onto the uh, floor, and that was and everybody started laughing at me, like hardcore. So yeah, that was probably Did one you break of the most. I didn't know martial arts yet, you know. I was just an angry kid. I probably punched the ground, but no, I didn't. I didn't break fall. Um. You got 45 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So. The most rewarding part, I think, is, like, when you have those students that come in, like, they're, they're the most timid, they're the ones that don't want to get on the mat, and the second that they get onto the mat and they s- start participating, you see that shift, and they're g- genuinely excited about being there, and they're, they're happy in their decision. I think that's the most valuable. Like, I have students that come onto the mat, um, and they love it right away. Like, there, w- there was no hesitance to get on at all. Um, and I, I love those students just as much. But when, when you can see that juxtaposition of um, a student that, that's shy and doesn't want to participate, and then maybe even a week later, they're, they're on the mats and they're, they're absolutely enjoying it, I, I think that's one of the best aspects for me. 
But uh, even like Jose was saying is like forming those lifelong connections. It's like I met Professor Travis when I was five. I was like that big and he's still just as old as ever. But uh, <laughs> but but now we're, we're pretty good friends, which is pretty good. Yeah. We're, I wouldn't say great, but we're, it would be too hard to say that. Yeah. We're, it would make we're, you uncomfortable. We're friends. <laughs> we're, we're pleasant yeah. We don't hate each other. <laughs> That's cool to cool to think about. And uh, in April, it's going to be 12 years that I've I've known him, and I don't think I've gone uh, more than two weeks without seeing him. So it's crazy to think about, especially um, moving on to my my college years when I'll, when I'll be out of Team Took. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's cool to think about. I hope to be able to do the same thing for for my students and have students that stay with me for years. Embarrassing. Moments. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's all over Facebook. It's like any time a memory comes up, it's me. I, I weigh the exact same, but I'm two feet shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With diapers. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, if you want to see anything embarrassing, you can, like, go to my Facebook page and the photos that I'm – or photos and videos that I'm tagged in and scroll to the bottom. Or, like, he'll share them every three months. Something will come up. <laughs> it's like a video of me, but – uh, yeah, I, I don't think those will be embarrassing to you in just a few years. Have you ever had something super embarrassing happen in front of a bunch of people? Um, or said something that you totally regretted in front of a bunch of people that didn't, they didn't take it the way that you had expected? I think we have not enough time to dig into Anthony's entire history. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been coaching okay. enough. I've been alive. All right, fat, fat boy pictures. That's yeah. the most embarrassing thing. As of right now. Okay. Good. Oh, I'll ask the same question for everyone. Uh, what is, what was the most impactful book that you've read? <laughs> Just give the title. And Can't like, Hurt Me, David Goggins. <laughs> Stay hard. <laughs> when you get to mile 55 and your body starts saying... Man, this hurts. You got to go another hundred. <laughs> That's how you take somebody's soul. Okay. Stay hard. Professor but for sure, that, that book. Oh, um, The book? Yeah, the most impactful book. <laughs> the book. Um, well, I listen to audiobooks. I don't read often. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop there. Uh, <laughs> I know. But... Uh, I like uh, Psychology of a Winner, is it? Psychology of Winning. 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 I don't know the title. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I really like that one a lot. But, I mean, there, there's really no first place because every book teach, uh, that we have gone come across, uh, Professor has told us to, to listen to or read, has helped a lot. But that one really helped um, kind of understand. It kind of like was the start of ev- all the other books kind of allow me kind of really got me into them so it's one of my favorite and the other one it's a uh 52 minute uh, mental toughness uh audiobook that i listened to when i was competing in austin one time i was really nervous on it and i listened to it on the way there and i probably had like the most relaxed and chill and excited performance ever and so i listen to it often it's it doesn't talk nothing about fighting nothing about sports it just talks about mental toughness and it's uh very simple and i really like it yeah, I don't think I can give a, a good answer. I was looking at this list of 
like audio books that I have and some are more recent. Some were really impactful like 10 years ago and then some have been more recent. There was a quote that I really like um, that I think fits perfectly, you know, to the to this. It said, uh, the books that I have read are like the meals that I have eaten. They're, I can't remember most of them, but they have made me who I am. And it's sort of like, that's how I think about it. Like when you're constantly reading, you're absorbing knowledge and you're applying it. Uh, but I have a hard time quoting or remembering authors who said what. Like I wish I could give better credit to the people who, you know, have come up with, you know, all the ideas, but... But I think even them, they're they're a, they're a mixture of the books that they've read and putting their collective ideas together. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have a good answer. I'll just have to like list a whole lot of books because a lot of people have been real meaningful. There are some authors where I've read several of their books. Um, recently, I read a book by Simon Sinek. He had the Power of Why, and that was a, that was an amazing read. And he had a couple of other uh, books. The more recent one was The Infinite Game, which I had. Yeah, I had you guys all read. And that one. Um, What's your favorite one? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That's my favorite is all of them combined except for the bad ones. Your top 50 and your top 50 favorite quotes from each one. And how <laughs> have those each affected you throughout life? Oh, we're at, out at of every time. age. All right. Oh, quick question for everybody! <laughs> give give a give a quick so so we're here in Disneyland doing a behind the scenes look at how Disney kind of runs its operations to find better ways to, you know, to take it back to our school and run it and implement it. Um, so, quick answer: what what do you, what do you notice the most? Oh, housekeeping just walked in. What do I notice the most? What have I noticed the most about this trip? Oh, yeah, you th- how did these run their stuff that you think is like most awesome? There's just so much. There's, just so much. <laughs> There's a myriad yeah, of a answers. Answer? There's a lot. Um, just the perfection uh, of everything. I think the one thing that stands out the most, um, which is something I found out a long time ago about Disney, is that they paint the freaking fences every single night. Yeah, and they had to find some type of special paint that would dry in time to be ready to go every day, and that has to be—I don't know how many miles of fence to do that, but that um, they, they treat it that way with every single detail um, and just the perfection of everything. But with that comes people like looking for mistakes and everything too which i think was really funny yeah and like yesterday we're at the event and disney is all about perfection and customer service and this is the way we do things at disney which is unlike anywhere else and everyone was just like yeah i saw a piece of trash on the ground so i got i got my 180 dollars back because i complained about that trash and it's kind of like well there's still human error that's going to occur everywhere no matter how perfect it may be but um just overall the perfection and how there's um, – they, they, they wouldn't have it any other way. Like that's just the standard of things no matter what. And if you don't fit that or you can't keep up with that, then they'll find someone else that will. Right? Anthony? Uh, well, I think kind of going off of what he was saying is like a lot of it is – Short seeming, answer. A lot of it is seemingly perfect, <laughs> but uh, like especially relative to other amusement parks or uh, anything like that. But it's the idea of striving for that perfection. It's like they're they're not necessarily perfect because, like you said, there there was trash on the floor and, and things like that. 
but it's uh, maintaining the idea that you're looking to achieve perfection and in that you're, you're constantly growing. And I think that's something that we have at Team Took and we, we don't just stop, especially uh, what I'm speaking to is like our leadership programs. We haven't, we didn't stop at uh, the homework sheets that we offer to the kids. Uh, we're still growing on that and looking on how to make that, that program better. You can't make fun of me for like my long answer. That was a pretty, pretty lengthy answer. That was 25 minutes. Uh, well, I'm same off from them. You know, that like uh, Anthony said, they can't be perfect. So, and especially with dealing with thousands of people, and you know, we know people us ourselves can be pretty dramatic in uh, places like that. But they they strive for perfection and they do their best. They they vacuum the freaking grass. Just think about it, right? Um, but I think uh, one of the coolest thing is obviously the customer service is top notch, the best one. But the really, really the idea that what what it is, you know, the fantasy of a child. So you see how and 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 Toby said it yesterday in the uh, in the meetings in the conference is how they dig into your childhood and pull you back into being a kid. Well, yeah, he was saying like half the people there are you know families the other half are just people between the age of like 30 and 50 walking around by themselves having yeah. a good time so it, it's really cool because like there he made a quote it's like how exactly was it is like people it takes a crazy person to change the world something like that i forgot exactly how yeah, i think it's a steve jobs steve quote, jobs quote yeah. right but the reality of walt disney had the idea of bringing that person to a childhood memories and having a weekend of getting away and and doing that i think that's fantastic cool all right i guess we're done yeah we gotta go yeah we gotta go we're about to kick us out bye guys bye.